Hey guys, welcome back to the Screen Chronicles. Uh, today we're doing our season three Last Kingdom talk and we recorded this talk back in April um, and then we kind of got caught up with uh, season four coming out and we were very fortunate to have a bunch of cast uh, talks and be joined by a lot of the cast members of the Last Kingdom. So we didn't really have the chance to put these out then. So we're gonna put them out now. So enjoy our talks for season three of the Last Kingdom. Absolutely. These are the first four episodes of season three. After that, we'll do the next several. And then the last one, we're going to actually have to record again because Skype didn't scave. So the last three episodes of season three will be new. Uh, yes. But the, the, <laughs> the, the first seven, I think it is, uh, will be old. So stay tuned, though, and thank you for listening. Hello and welcome to the Screen Chronicles. I'm Colby and with me is Steve and today we are covering season three, the first half of season three of The Last Kingdom. We're going to break down season three today. You know that these episodes are jammed, packed with awesome stuff. So we're going to try to do a brief, more brief synopsis this time of each episode and then talk about the things we liked about it, some uh, uh, more main talking points. Uh, we'll try to cover as much as we can, but also be a little bit more concise today. Opinion, we're giving some no-spoiler reviews before we jump into the spoiler talk. I mean, they killed it again this season. They killed it again. And it's, and it's not just the same over and over again. This season does have a different feel. I feel like it focuses on different people a little bit more. Yeah, and, and I think this season has two of like the probably the fans' least favorite scenes um, in all of The Last Kingdom. And I think you know which two I'm talking about right yes. off the bat. It, yes. it, uh, we'll get there. But um, certainly two of the, the saddest scenes um, that we've seen, heartbreaking scenes. And then we've got some um, really good character development. I think that's the strength of the season is we get to see a couple characters, a lot of characters, just see how they grow. And I think um, they really... I don't think that's always an easy thing to capture in a show or a movie. And I think they just, I think they crush it in this. Yeah. Overall, um, compared to the other seasons, how does this one rank for you? The first time I watched it, this probably would have been my least favorite just because there are so many characters that we love that I thought were safe. I thought they had passed the finish line and they were good and they, they take them from us. And, you know, we'll get into it once again, our spoiler talk here. So that, you know, first time I saw it, it was really a lot to take in. I mean, we get a lot of names crossed off the, the call sheet. for It is. Season. And honestly, when we watch the season four trailer, I can't help but feel like it's a little bit empty. I think The Last Kingdom really supplies a lot of satisfaction overall. But I, I think if you only gave satisfaction all the time, then wouldn't it get boring after a while? I would agree. Yeah. You know, you've got to have that, that adversity like when I'm comparing it to another show like Game of Thrones, I feel like the satisfaction is so few and far between. Like I could probably count on one hand how many times I was like... What, oh, in Game of Thrones? Yes, Game of Thrones. Yeah. How, oh, many yeah, times okay. I was, how, I, how many times I got a satisfying moment? Yeah. You know, probably, uh, you know, off the top of my head when Jon Snow kills the guys that killed him, Jon Snow, the Battle of the Bastards, Ramsey, when he gets killed, Oh, yeah. Um, that was satisfying. But, I mean, yeah. Like, in that show, 
a lot of people compare Last Kingdom to that, and the fact that it has a lot of the, the politic plotting schemes. Yeah. Um, but I, I think there's a lot more action in this, a lot more dense character. You're never, I would, I would say there are some, you know, Game of Thrones episodes that are kind of throwaway episodes, kind of just build. That doesn't exist in The Last Kingdom. <laughs> they don't know what it that doesn't means. exist in The Last Kingdom. <laughs> they don't know what it means. I, I do rank now probably two, three, and one. Okay. It's probably where yeah. I'm at. I think season three was the best made season. Does that make sense? I think that was the, from a filmmaking point of view, from an acting point of view, the, the writing point of view, I think really season three is probably up there for me is, is my favorite. The, the Alfred and Edward stuff, um, building that, building Edward uh, as a kingly figure is um, that whole theme I absolutely loved. It was awesome. And I can't wait to see how it impacts him in season four yeah so and again that wasn't something i was expecting we always yeah. talk about unexpected you know plot lines or you know story arcs where the show goes like the uh siegfried and eric storyline that we weren't expecting for the second half of uh season two i wasn't really expecting to be as invested in the edward alfred uh, moments in this yeah let me kill it Okay, then, everyone, we've, we've told you our non-spoiler thoughts, so we are going to get into the spoiler talk for Season 3. If you're listening to us on podcasts, you can check us out on YouTube and vice versa. So take a look at all that, the Screen Chronicles here. So we're going to get into Episode 1 of Season 3. I'm going to give you a brief wrap-up, and we're going to talk about it, okay? Again, spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! We start out this season... We get some new Dane enemies. They start out, they show us there's this sorceress Skade who's very mean to people. And she has this guy Here. serving for her blood hair. He's the Viking in charge. And Skade reminds me of Veruca Salt from uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> Who is she? Which one was she? I want it now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it might be her growing up. They're the ones, though, they're gathering a big Dane army. Bloodhair seems like he's going to be the, you know, the new threat against um, Alfred, Wessex, all that. And then we, then we go then, we go see Wessex. And now Heston, from the end of season two, he's taken over um, uh, Bianfilot, where Bianfilot, Bianfilot, Bianfilot. Why can't we say this today? I can't say it. I can only say it. <laughs> But Heston has taken that over since Sig Siegfried and Eric have died. He's the new Dane in charge, but he's working for Alfred, at least seemingly. Uhtred is still working for Alfred, and Alfred himself has been sort of deteriorating. He's whatever his digestive system diagnosis is, it's it's really messing him up. He looks really bad. He looks older than Bianca now. And in season one, he looked like a like eighteen year old compared to <laughs> Bianca, <laughs> and now he looks like like late sixties. Bianca's like I'm thirty five. I don't think Ian Hart ages. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think <laughs> they show us that Uhtred. You know, he's been sort of helping out Alfred's son Edward to be king. Edward, he's been seen now. He's being groomed to be the Ethling, the next king of Winchester, next king of mm -hmm. Wessex, and to carry on Alfred's idea. We also see Ethelfled, her and her husband, 
Ethelred have been on rocky terms, you know, pretty much since day one of their marriage. If you listen to our talk with season two, you know that she had done the horizontal tango with a Dane, Eric, and mm-hmm. she got a little prego after that. And yes. she had a kid and Ethel Red has been able to, you know, do the math and realize two and two together that he wasn't the one who did that. <laughs> so their love's on the rocks, but they're like separated. They're not really, you know, rivals with each other anymore. I guess at least they don't have to talk to each other is, is what it comes down to. They're separated. Yeah. So Absolutely. and then at the end of the episode, it ends kind of with Skade cursing Utred. And a lot of bad things start to happen from there. And at the end of this episode, actually a main character dies already. So yeah, that's the big summary. Let's get into the fine points a little bit here. Yeah. So right off the bat, I mean, Skade's on the mushrooms. We see (laughs) she's having crazy visions and stuff, but she's a seer. So a seeress. Um, And I did a little bit of research on Viking seeresses, you know, the the seers. uh, from his, a historical point of view. Um, so Viking seers, they had a high status in um, these cultures. Um, they would, uh, they were very respected members of their community and they would often go to households, try to settle distresses. Um, and, and at times they may have a group of younger girls who might dance and sing to uh, help um, invoke the spirits. Hmm. Um, all of this started to die down in history um, and at least in the Viking culture and that in the Danish culture, the Scandinavian culture in general, when Christianity started to spread and witchcraft became pretty much outlawed. And instead of being seen as like um, a power that can help people or can help maybe see the future or whatever, or, or settle fate, it started to be seen as like an evil, dark magic power that they were using. And they, you know, and, and that shit ain't Christian. That shit ain't Christian. <laughs> so that was out. So just a little bit of history on, on Viking seers in general. Cool, yeah. Um, but anyway, so she, where right off the bat, we can just tell she's a little nasty. She's you know? mean. She's like, don't look at me. Don't look at me. Don't look at me. Guy accidentally looks at her. and She's like, I didn't know it was now. It's his eyes just gouged out. I mean, that was a brutal scene. She takes his tongue tongue. out. You don't see like her do those things, but you You see it after. I think you pretty much see the tongue though. She like puts it up like that and oh, it's nasty. Anyway, so we can tell right away. And then we get, she goes and we meet blood hair doing this whole ritualistic thing. Everybody can't look at her. And she goes and like, none of the men can look at her. None of the men can look at her. And she goes and like feeds him her blood. And like says that, by the way, in the vision, she saw Alfred dying on the battlefield. Oh, yeah. She saw the warrior who killed him. um, And she said it was blood hair at the beginning or she told blood hair it was him. Feeds him the blood. Really gross. (laughs) Hepatitis kids. We were just like, whoa. And then blood hair goes and does something. um, And they does something that's a classic way to make uh, fans not like a character uh, right away. He goes and he just straight up murders a horse. I mean, here's this horse, dude. If you rewatch the scene and focus on the horse, the horse is standing there all upright. And he's like, I'm a good horse. I've been, I've been fast. <laughs> I do good in battle. I'm a good horse. He likes me. Owner likes me. And bam. What the heck, dude? <laughs> he just murders a horse. 
yeah, and he like takes the blood and then he earns his namesake. He wipes it through his hair. He gets blood hair. Blood hair. Blood hair is his name. The first couple times I watched this show, the first couple times I watched this season, I kept hearing them say blood hair. I thought they were like, it was like, like a Scandinavian word, a Scandinavian name, like blood hair, like H-E-I-R or, you know, something. You know, right. people like, they Sound say like Bebben Burr instead of Bebben Berg. Oh, no, this was very literal. Yeah, it's, his name is actually blood hair. It and does wonders for the scalp. <laughs> it, does, it does exfoliate the scalp. Yeah. Blood hair by L'Oreal. Yeah, so- so just a little background on who Sigurd Bloodhair is. In the books, apparently, uh, Alexander Draymond was on record saying that there's a combination of two characters from the books. There was a character named Sigurd, and there was a character named Harold Bloodhair. I thought I saw this somewhere, too. Yeah, so the, he, I guess he's a combination of both. And from the books, Bernard Cornwall based Harold Bloodhair, allegedly based him on the real Harold Fairhair. Harold Fairhair was king. Um, in the 10th century, a Norwegian king. And he had a son named Eric Bloodaxe. So they think maybe he took that. And first of all, let me just say, Viking names are awesome. <laughs> yes. So they think he may have been based on that king. That's not. That's a little speculation, but, you know, maybe. Fair hair to blood hair, that's a big jump. I mean, like, probably fair hair probably, like, took really good care of his hair. Like yeah. probably like was combing it every day. Like the idea of getting blood in it was probably like the last thing on his mind. You <laughs> know what I mean? He's like, oh no. So like all of his men were like, oh, that's, that's Harold Fairhair over there. <laughs> He's like, oh no, get away from my hair. What would your Viking name be? Since they have sweet names, what would your, your sweet Nike Viking name be? Colbstone Baseball Bat. Colbstone Baseball Bat. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's, I think that's good. Maybe like Colbstone bat to the head. I don't know. Cold bloodstone. Yeah, sure. That's cool. That's cool. I kill people <laughs> with stones. <laughs> what would yours be? Do you know? Now my head's stuck on blood. Maybe mine would be like fair goatee. Steve. Yeah. Fair goatee. <laughs> it's fair. Ooh, fair. Don't get blood in it, guys. <laughs> I get food trapped in this thing all the time when it yeah. gets longer. So oh, it's not very I, I know what it's like, man. Believe me. Yeah, yeah, Kobe can grow a mean Viking beard. Kobe can grow a mean Viking beard. Did once. So, I mean, if we got on Last Kingdom, Kobe could easily make that, that beard happen. Make it happen. Probably like happen. in a day and a half, maybe. <laughs> I think that's all he needs. Yeah, I got to shave like every two hours. So You give me a month, I can, I can get this out <laughs> long. I can maybe grow this in. In like two months. So anyway, <laughs> we've got we got blood here now, and then we gotta go back to Wessex and a really cool training scene between Utre or with um Stiapa and Edward. Yeah. And um and it's cool to watch. And when what I like here in this scene is is Alfred's like happy to see Utrid walk up. He's like, Yes. Yes. It's it's pretty clear years have gone by since season two, and Utred is at least in some decent good graces here. He's he's like Utred, test the boy, you know. Yeah. And like, cause Utred's like, you can't fight with steel swords, cause you're not gonna actually make try and make a killing right. blow on each other. Right. Like wooden swords and Stiapa's like, oh thank God, like yeah. <laughs> swords instead of this. Um, 
And so he goes up there and he's he's kind of toying with Edward and Alfred's like, you need to test him, Uhtred, meaning Uhtred kick his ass. Yeah. <laughs> and Uhtred proceeds to kick his son's ass <laughs> yes. with, with his wooden stick. That's an awesome moment. Love that moment. And this is really the first scene where we see Alfred sort of really trying to get his son Edward um, into that king position. And this yeah, is he needs to make him like a warrior type, right? Yeah. I really like this scene the first time I saw it, but I didn't appreciate it as much as I did when I rewatched it and I knew sure how Alfred and him were how their relationship was going to change throughout the yeah. season. And a very important aspect of these scenes is there's always somebody in the corner watching. There's always somebody laughing when Edward falls. Or, you know what I mean? And that's Ethelwald. And by the way, just to throw it in, uh, Harry McIntyre was nice enough to join us on our last episode. We had a great interview with him, got some awesome behind-the-scenes stories and about his perspective on Ethelwald. So if you haven't, check that out. Um, it's on our podcast page. It's on YouTube. Uh, please check it out. It's um, really had a blast with that. But yeah. Yeah. It, was really, it was really cool getting his perspective because yeah. the first time I watched this through with you, I was really only seeing things through Uhtred's perspective and really only absorbing that. And so like anytime anyone did anything against Uhtred, even if they were in the right, the second, yeah. you know, second or third time I watched it, I was like, oh, that person has some, some good rationale for why they're acting like that. First time I watched it, I was like, you're being mean to Uhtred. Stop it. Stop it Not now. <laughs> Getting triggered. <laughs> but when, yeah, but when you think about it, here's Ethelwald. Ethelwald was definitely kind of, you know, he was whoring and, and drinking in season one. But he goes to the Battle of Ethendon. He proves himself there. Pretty much all season two, he's on the Witten. He's helping make decisions. I see it as a king would see it. Seems to be doing everything right to earn respect. Right? And I think in his head, he's like, you know what? I am technically the heir to the throne. My dad was the king. I wasn't ready. And he thinks, I think, like in his head, if I can prove myself by the time Alfred's reign is over, maybe that will be my chance to become king. Maybe then he'll recognize me as a respectable person to lead. But then he's witnessing Edward being groomed to be king, and he's realizing, you know, there's really no shot for me. It's probably not going to be a shot for me to be king right out. I'm going to have to act to do something about it. So I think he's do, he sees that, and he's going to start making some moves. Yeah, this is where season three... Aethelwald finally starts making moves pretty much up into up even throughout the first half, even probably through these episodes. I don't think anyone really takes him seriously, anything he can do seriously, whether it's the Danes he allies himself with or Alfred or Uhtred. I don't think anyone takes his potential, what he does seriously, because he has kind of, you know, in season one, he kind of was the, the joke to everyone or the liar and everyone knew his intention, but no one thought he was ever would have the means or the 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 will to carry out his plan. Yeah, I think you can always tell he's intelligent. You know. Yes, I think you can always kind of tell that. But he knows, um, he knows everyone's motivations. Yeah, like he knows like their um, their perspective on on yeah, things. Exactly. It's like we said we said when we we're talking to Harry. He knows like everybody's like. Uh, um, what to say to anybody at any time to like convince them of something or to try to convince them of something, you know? Yeah. But he knows what to say to each, each person, you know? Yes. yes. So, so yeah. So, you know, pay attention to when 
Ethelwald. I don't think you pay attention to it when you first watch it, but they, the camera really goes to him every time either Alfred says something to Edward to try <clears throat> to groom him or every time Edward like falls over or something. Um, they like the camera pans to Ethelwald reacting to that. Yeah. We also find out too that Edward, Alfred's son, mm-hmm. has had some bastard children, some woman who's like not of royal birth or anything like that. Yeah. And everyone sort of interprets this for how Alfred was when he was younger, just going around humping. But he, <laughs> he does actually like this girl. Yeah. Seems and, like he loves her. Yeah. And it turns out, though, that this girl was someone that another character we're introduced to in this episode, Sigurbrit. He liked this girl. It's like a passing sentence that I think Aethelwald yeah. says that Sigurbrit's probably going to start conspiring against Edward when he yeah. starts to be up for king because Sigurbrit liked this girl that Edward impregnated. Right. So like we said then, Haston, he's meeting with them. He's, you know, acting like he's one of them. He's like, oh, my wife's Christian. Oh, yes. We love <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm going to yeah, make my kids Christian. I've already talked to the priest and Bianca's like, Oh, like I haven't heard that. Or he said it's it's news to me. Because oh yeah, because uh, Ellsworth is like that's good news. Oh yeah, Ellsworth is certainly like, news. Oh yes. Oh. See, Heston also knows what to say. <laughs> He's like, oh yes, Christian. If Utre just learned these lines, you know. <laughs> By the way, I can really relate to Heston in this scene. By the way, he's ripping meat off the bone, uh, whatever he's eating. <laughs> it's just, that's me every time I eat like baby back ribs or something. <laughs> he's like just yanking it out. I know. Good, good Christian guy here. This guy with this full beard <laughs> with the, the, what are those like runes or something in his beard? I don't know if they're that a piece of bone or, or a, a horn. Oh, yeah. Or sorry. He's like... got the teeth in the bottom here, but he, he also has like metal clamps. And those, yeah. He's just like got like, um, he, he looks he's so on, arguably, I would say, the most Viking-looking character out of the Vikings. Yeah, I, besides I would, I would go that far. Ragnar, I would say that, yeah. Besides Ragnar with the head tattoo? Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Um, then we also find out, like we said, Alfred, he's not doing hot. They're at the table. He, like, vomits. Everyone notices he yeah. looks like shit, and he's not doing really well. So, so history this, check here, too. Yes. Um, Alfred the Great in real life was also, historians believe he was also sickly. And hist- historians think he may have had Crohn's disease is what they think, the real Alfred. Okay. So um, that's just a little piece of history um, and a little bit of the accurate, historical accuracy of the show. Um, the real Alfred, actually, they do think he was sickly. Yeah, they, in the, another show of Vikings, they portray Alfred as being sick too. There's periods where mm-hmm. he's down and out with his, his illness things like that so it seems like it's it's something that people pretty readily accept like we said he's not doing well and this kind of also kind of helps spur everyone else to start making moves as we said ethel wald to start making moves the vikings to start making moves down the line you know his weakness is what everyone's kind of uh interpreting as this is the time to act yeah also gisla utred's bay is prego again she is she is awesome she's the best she keeps him in line, man. She just, uh, he comes, I love the exchange they have where he, um, <laughs> yeah. she's like, this will be the last son. Uh, that's not something you can prevent. Oh, yes, it is. I know how. <laughs> she's like, I know how. He's like, you wouldn't do that to me, would you? But you wouldn't do that to me. Like, and she's like, mm, maybe for a bit. 
how can you not watch their exchanges and like at the end of their exchanges and say to yourself like how could you ever say they're not the perfect couple they're 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 like the perfect couple also we didn't mention a real big thing colby we didn't mention this huge part of the plot utred has a new haircut i know i know i did like his other ones though when i when i go back and watch them like yeah i like that though yeah i mean if you're dang he can never really look bad i guess (laughs) I don't, it's I like Bianca said in season one, even his scars are handsome. Yeah. <laughs> season two, that was actually. Yeah, season two, yeah. Beginning of season two. Um, Episode two. So we also just get a brief shot of Citric and his wife and child. Uhtred comes back to the house saying, we have to march, we have to go. And Citric's pumped. And he says, he says something to the effect of pretty much, oh, finally. And his wife <laughs> hears him and she like hits him. And he's like, I'm a warrior. <laughs> Uhtred... And his bros, Citric, the Irishman, Finnan, and baby monk, Osforth. Uh, they're sent out to go get blood hair, and they end up capturing Skade. And it's a pretty cool yeah. scene where they're, they're all working together, and they, they come across a church where blood hair and Skade had just tortured a bunch of monks the night before. Yeah. And baby, baby monk, Osforth, just walks up, and he's like, I'm a little harmless baby. You gotta surrender. Love this scene. By the way, my my bro moment in this episode is a small bro moment, but it came right before this happens. And it's when, you know, you know they've got a plan. The, the Uhtred crew has a plan, and it's to send Osforth out, and he's going to distract them, the main guards of this church, um, because they're going to be looking at Osforth just casually strolling up to them. And meanwhile, they're all going to go stealth mode and surround them. Mm. And be- right before they go to do that, I don't know if you noticed, as it happens real quick, Citric and Finnan like do it like a like a axe to sword like cling. They're like, yeah, let's go cling, as if you would like <sighs> fist bump somebody out before you go into the game. And I'm just like, oh yeah, that's awesome. I didn't notice that. No, that's a, it's really quick. It's really that's your bro quick. moment though. That's my bro moment. I I have to say, um, I, when I was writing down my bro moments for this half the season, Finnan was pretty much in like all of mine. He really is, comes into his own this season. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to jump out a limb. I'll make my official call, uh, you know, when we do part two. But I'm pretty okay. sure Finnan's going to be my bro of the season here. The bro of the season? I'm pretty sure. Okay. I mean, because I remember him being a real bro before. And then I thought it, it, was, it really shone through in season two. Mm-hmm. He's definitely a bro in season two, but Bianca took my award for season two. And it, it, to me, though, it seems I like... I think that's well-deserved. I think Finnan might might earn it. We'll wait and see. I'm gonna. I still have to watch uh, the last three of uh, season three to here, rewatch but, them. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, let's go back to that scene where um, they ambush. Like they, uh, oh, Osfirth yeah. walks out, and Osfirth is like, "You guys can surrender, <laughs> or I'll smite you." <laughs> yeah. What does that mean? What is what is smite? What is smite? <laughs> well, it's a word, isn't it? <laughs> he is, oh, a he great is scene. such a little smart ass in this yeah and, and he does about jack crap though in this this whole thing like he he does he has some cool moments though he clubs like one guy is, is he, the only thing i can remember i think i think he knows he's not a warrior right i mean he wants to be but he just knows in his heart he's not that kind of person yeah, but it's like, why are you out there then with the warrior crew? You because he mean? can distract them while they go and surround <laughs> them. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> That's why he's not the one going to attack with the surrounding thing. Makes sense. So yeah. anyway, though, they get in there and it's just Skade. 
she curses Uhtred. You really see the fear on Uhtred's face here. Yeah, and Citric, uh, because you know they're they're both raised as Danes, so they're both like, well, this is real, this is legit because yeah. science, you know, sorceresses right. and such. Yeah, and uh, and. <laughs> randomized control trials yeah and, and then citric later he he explains like because you're like well why don't we just kill her and like because they bring her with them uh back to you know the you know what? They meet with Alfred. before they go into the church finnan says let's just burn the church down and that was probably the best advice he ever gave Uhtred. <laughs> I forgot. Uhtred did he not should he should have oh he definitely oh yeah and also too a, a thing that finnan did I think is before this happened. Yeah, because they were out in the woods. I think this was before, but I, it was definitely this episode where Finnan, he comes up to a guy and he's like, he comes up, oh yeah, I think it was maybe someone who's they that got that fled away from Blood Hare's attack at the the the, the church or whatever. And Finnan comes oh, yeah, up yeah. to this guy with his sword and he's like pointing right at his at his his chest. He's like, although I have a sword at your heart. I am a friend. I'm a friend. <laughs> I am a friend. Just, he's awesome. He's just, he's so funny. It's, he is. He is. So anyway, though, they, they capture Skade. Citric fills them in. He's like, the reason we can't kill her, because then that won't kill the curse. That means Uhtred. Curse, we, he'll forever have the curse. Curse forever. So then that's kind of the rationale for keeping around. And Finnan's like kind of like being logical the whole time. He's like, well, don't just things happen. Don't bad things just kind of happen, you know? And yeah. everyone's like, nope, nope, curses. Curses. Fate. And curses. Fate. Yep. Destiny. That's yes. all, you know? Yes. <laughs> they meet up with Alfred. And, they get um, scared. They lock her up. Eventually, Alfred wants to go down and, and check her out. Super weird. Yeah. He has... You know, we saw in his desperate moments, he does turn to pagan things. And this is something, too, I, I, th- I think I should mention is that even though everyone is very Christian, who's Christian in this show, the, the gods that the Vikings have were actually the gods that even the Anglo-Saxons had years okay. before. There's a lot of similar or the same figures, same gods in like the early Germanic uh, religion. They might have just called them something a little bit different than like how the Vikings did. So right. like this was, you know, something that their their ancestors worshipped as well. They worshipped Thor, Odin, you know, people like that. And right. so, you know, I think a lot of people they're they're devoting everything to Christianity because it's like the 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 singularity. It's it's the pure. There's one thing unites everyone under that one thing. There's one God. Mm-hmm. These are the rules. They're very clear. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think that's why everyone's like on board and with that. But, you know, I think that's why everyone still kind of turns to that in the show every now and then. And Alfred, we saw him in season one. He turned to Eastlet when his son was sick. You know, when he was having yeah, real bad. Salt, yeah. When he was having real bad abdominal cramps. And now he's like at the worst of his health right now. And he's like, Let's go to some pagan here and find out the news. She tells him he doesn't got another summer. And he's yeah. like, I've been doing my summer at home workouts though for my summer bod. <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> I was going to go to the beach. 
what are my followers gonna think <laughs> you just you just see like alfred like taking like uh like getting portraits done of him and like, <laughs> portrait, like a full on like beach. <laughs> like, the, yeah. <laughs> Just like arms up. Like, I'm at the beach. <laughs> they had to stand trunks. there for days. <laughs> you had to just, yeah. At the beach. <laughs> oh, you got your portrait. going to get so many likes. <laughs> so many likes. Can't wait to post it in my hall. I know. <laughs> On my, I want to put this right on my wall. <laughs> That's where it started. That's where Facebook got it. I think it was back from the, you know, now you guys times. Know. Now, now, you know, uh, you know, he used to put his pictures up there and people would come and say, I like that. <laughs> or they just walked by. And they said, tap, tap right here. If you like it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This has gotten a little too silly. Oh. <laughs> Back to seriousness. Sorry. Alfred Sorry. is going to die. <sighs> anyway, then Skage, she's like, blood hair, blood hair, blood hair. And everyone's all like. All night long. All night. And then so everyone's like, can't we just kill her? And <laughs> everyone says. Everyone, everyone takes turns at saying, can't we just kill her? Stiapa, Aethelwald. They like they like after one person goes they go back to her. She's like okay maybe he'll listen to you why don't you go try <laughs> but Uhtred's like let's use her as like uh, an alarm bell to attract blood hair here and then we can attack him and all that stuff they Uhtred's leave her like, out on the the ramparts and it works blood hair comes he brings some hostages he starts just killing hostages he's just bam 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 and they're like no stop and then Uhtred just comes out with Skade. And he's like, you will stop or I will have my way with her and then let every other man have his way with her and then I'm going to kill her. And then he's like, all right. Uh. And Blood Hair <laughs> is like so whipped, by the way. Blood Hair is like so whipped. And I don't use that word easily because I think a lot of guys use it to put other guys down who you know value their, their relationship. But Blood Hair is genuinely whipped. He has whipped. no say in the relationship and he does whatever no matter what guy she's currently with <laughs> he's so. he's more whipped he's he's more whipped by skate yeah he, he's more whipped by skate than Ubba was whipped by story so ooh <laughs> burn <laughs> ooh got to get some ice on there yeah. so anyway that's um so he stops killing he stops killing and he listens and he gives up the hostages and then he leaves. And then uh, Uhtred, you know, as always, he's like, we should attack now then, you know, while he's all confused, we'll lead him away. We need to get the Mercians. Mm -hmm. And so he sends Finnan to go get the Mercians. So Finnan goes then to go get the Mercians. Yeah. Uhtred leads then like a sort of real obvious uh, trail for the Danes to follow him because he knows that blood hair is going to come after him to get scared. So they meet him at this hill and then Finnan, you know, shows up with the Mercians and Finnan's like, Hey, I got him. Look, I got him. He's like so pumped that, you know, he brought him. And then they just proceed to pretty much wreck the Danes. Well, in, in a sweet fight. And then it's a sweet Alfred, fight. Right. Yeah. Then, so I, I don't. I wouldn't say no, it's wrecking ahead. them yet. Yeah, like, I guess they're not getting wrecked yet. But there's. I still think they're 
holding. They're kind of winning. They have the high ground, right? They have the high ground. So, Uchra's like, I have the high ground. And Bloodhair's like, you underestimate. underestimate my powers. <laughs> Don't try it, Bloodhair. <laughs> Don't try Bloodhair. <laughs> and that's when Bloodhair became Darth Vader. And that's how that happened. So there's a good fight. Great battle scene, by the way. We're getting a really decent shield wall. Not a three-level shield wall, but they do call shield wall, which still gets me excited when I hear shield wall. Of course. And then, guess what? We get another one. We get another one. Steapa gets to call a shield wall. Steapa is so awesome. He is awesome. He's a cool character. I love this part. And my favorite part about this is the look on Finnan's face when Alfred shows up. The way he's looking at the Danes like, yeah, what now? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. He's taunting them left and right. Yeah, so then Alfred and them, they come from the rear. They pretty much sandwich the Danes in just a, a, you know, shield wall sandwich. And Bloodhair, then he runs away. He bravely ran and turned away. (laughs) (laughs) Bravely, boys are running. Yes. And then, so Skate then, she's, she's pretty disappointed. Her man left, then he lost, and, you know, he didn't get the W. So then she's, like, instantly, like, well, now I want Uhtred, I think. I think that's who I want. Right. And she, but then they get back then to Winchester. Turns out Gisla died in childbirth. There's a, there's, a, there's a moment in the episode, in the fight, where Uhtred yells, fight for your women and your children. And they just cut to Gisela struggling in childbirth. And it's just, it sucks. It sucks big time. That was just really crappy um, yeah. <laughs> to say. This is the first character that I really liked of the season. And there's plenty more to come that died. I did not like it. I did Heartbreaking. Not. Heartbreaking. But again, here's, here's the thing. In Uhtred's mind, he's going to think, that this is because of the curse that's been put on him. Women died in childbirth all the time back then. Yes. So it's another example, like we've talked before, we talked about this with Harry, where it depends on the perspective of the character, right? Yeah. Know, our perspective, knowing what we know nowadays, I guess you probably just died in childbirth or Uchur, this is totally the curse. You start drawing conclusions, connecting the dots where there not be, might be any connections. But it really sucks. It sucks. Uhtred's Phenomenal sad. acting here, though. By yes. The way um, Hild is standing there to give Uhtred the news and she hugs him and, and you just, the Uhtred, Alexander Draymond's face, the pain on the face. And she was already buried at this point because it, it, it had been a while. So yeah, uh, and don't forget she was pagan. So they bury her like a, a Christian burial. So yeah, that's the end of episode one. So best bro moment, Colby. What do you got? Like I said, it was the clinking of the the... The, like the little handshake before they went into uh, oh, the church, that's around right, the church. Yes. They did the clink of the Citric and Finnan. Did the little clink. I, I would like have that. to say mine was pretty much any time Finnan did anything in this episode. True. But specifically, I liked when Uhtred came with his group and he met Finnan and the rest of the Mercians and Finnan was just up there like, yeah, like, yeah, like... <laughs> Just like so, like happy that you know he 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 fulfilled his end. What was your best mm-hmm. moment from the episode? Look on Finnan's face when when Alfred. <laughs> Finnan stealing the show in the first episode, uh, really? Yep. So, 
I, w- I would just say the battle, the whole battle itself, people calling shield walls, Uhtred in his stance, making his, you know, battle face. And yeah. uh, I think, I think Citric goes down at one point and like Finnan helps him up or maybe it's the other way around. I forget who, who's, who's there's just so many like cool things happening. Stiapakon shield wall. Um, it was, it was beautiful. Yeah. It was beautiful. Awesome battle. So then so. let's get into episode two. Episode two. So in episode two is a very interesting episode. Uh, this episode's kind of about Uhtred not really liking that um, Gisela was buried in a Christian way. Wants to correct that because he knows that's what Gisela would have wanted. Um, that causes some issues. Um, it causes the relationship with Alfred to really fall apart. Um, and also because we're going to talk about it in a minute. Alfred knows he's going to die soon. He knows he's not going to last another summer. And he is very worried that everything he's worked for so far is just going to be lost when he's gone. He's worried that Edward is not going to be ready to handle that. And he knows Uhtred is the best man to ensure that Edward develops into his full potential to carry on the, the goal for an England, a one England, right? Yeah. So Alfred's always trying to find a way. He knows Uhtred wants to do what Uhtred wants to do. He knows Uhtred wants to be a free man. It's, it's the kind of thing where Alfred thinks the greater good for Alfred's purpose is to get Uhtred to just be there. So it's, it's actually a huge compliment to Uhtred. You know, it's the biggest compliment that a king wants you to be the guy to save. But um, unfortunately, it's not really what Uhtred um, envisions. So we kind of get Uhtred kind of breaks away from Alfred. And we'll talk about exactly how that happens because it was pretty nuts. <laughs> right and at the end of this episode i'll just say real quick that he met up back up with with ragnar and brita they go to dunholm they still have skade utrid this is also kind of a brutal one to watch because utrid um actually gets sick for a lot of this episode thinking it's related to the curse again again it was like winter time so maybe he was sick from something else we you know you could always find another explanation for it and we'll talk a little bit more about that too this is where the Uhtred and Alfred relationship really gets on the rocks. You know, there, there's, it's really coming crunch time for Alfred, like you said. He wants one thing, Uhtred wants another. So their heads kind of clash and it kind of breaks them up for a bit. So he goes back to the Danes. Again, we start the episode off with Uhtred trying to correct. He takes Gisela out with the help of Finnan and, and Hild. And he takes her out, does a funeral pyre, burns the body, which is like, the, the pagan thing to do, right? Um, that's probably what Gisela would have wanted. And Finnan tells him that, you know, that's what God would have wanted or the gods, which is cool. It was a really cool moment when he was like, we did a good thing here. I think he said something like the God would be happy. The gods would be happy. He says both. That's yeah. sort of like Finnan is Irish. So it kind of, it's, it's up in the air whether he's, you know, he worships the, you know, the old gods, Thor, Odin, or if he's Christian. Right. Um, they, never, they never really hit it, but he's definitely not as, you know, Dane. Uh, he's really just a, a man of Uhtred. So we also get in this one, Ethelwald is going to start making some moves. Yes. And the first move, oh, so we didn't talk about it in the first one, but we met another character in the first one. Um, yeah, Brother Godwin is this Brother little Godwin. guy. He's a little, he's a little person who... You know, like you, like you said, Brother Godwin has this gift to see sort of in the future. He tells Utre that he's going to have another son. He's kind of an important-ish kind of character. Aethelwald ends up using him, though, in this episode. Um, Aethelwald, at the beginning of this episode, was doing some humpy-humpy uh, with a lady. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just, he's like, 
almost done. And, <laughs> and as we kind of learn from Harry, that's a little bit of symbolism. Going, like, you know, he did it a lot in season one. Mm-hmm. They didn't show it at least in season two. So you can almost assume that he wasn't doing it in season two. He was maturing. Yeah. And now he's back doing it. So I think it's almost symbolism that he's kind of going back. He tells Godwin that he can hook him up with this, this chick that he was just with. If, yeah. he, if he just gets Uhtred to get really ticked off, that way he'll cause a scene. And what he's hoping for is that Uhtred won't serve Alfred. That way Alfred will be weakened. And Aethelwald's goal is to get other rivals of Alfred who necessarily wouldn't act on Alfred with Uhtred at his side. Right. Or if Alfred himself was strong. So now he sees Alfred's weak and he wants to get Uhtred away from him. So he's got a whole open opportunity to get some other people in there. So he uses Brother Godwin. He says, Brother Godwin, you can get with this chick if you take Uhtred off. So then... Uhtred, he's with Alfred, Aylesworth, and everyone in there. They come and they're like, hey, you know, we like you, Uhtred. You know, you're our pagan guy, but you can't go, like, digging up in the, in the Christian grave, you know? And he's like, oh, it's just my wife. And everyone's, everyone's kind of cool, you know what I mean? Yeah, what she would have wanted. kind of acting up, though. She's like, pagan, I don't like you doing your things in my Christian place. Shit ain't Christian. Brother Godwin just sort of, like... Well, you know, she was, you know, terrible in there, so she shouldn't have been in the first place. He he corrected yeah. that error that was made. He's like, he's like, anyway, she was married to Elfric, so pretty much, you know, she was a whore anyway. So yeah, pagan whore, um, just going off, and he just keeps and, leveling it on Uhtred. Uhtred's like, and he keeps coming at him. He even stands up for like the first time and starts walking toward Uhtred. Yeah, just spewing this hate. And Uhtred's, and Uhtred's like, like, Uhtred's like, stop. Make him stop. Even, he's him looking stop. at the king. He's like, yeah, he's make him king. stop, Lord. Make him stop. Please and make like, him stop. Or and I'm Alfred not going to be able to control the, myself. Yeah, Alfred, Alfred and the other priests, they're even like telling this guy, like, that's enough. That's enough. That's enough. Yeah. that's enough. But he doesn't. He just keeps getting right in his face. And Uhtred is like, I mean, imagine, like someone keeps coming at you and his temper is just building, building. Mine was building. Just lets out like a slap. Uhtred slapped this guy to death. Uhtred slapped this guy to death, people. What kind of power do I have <laughs> these hands? Yeah, so Uhtred like didn't realize that. I mean, he hit him. He didn't think it would kill him. He thought, you know, the guy deserved that. He was talking smack, you know. Uh-huh. So Uhtred kind of does like a walk back, like, all right. You know, they check him and he's like, he's dead. And Uhtred's like, Say what? <laughs> Please no. Alfred, like, so listen, you can't kill a priest no matter how it happens, no matter you meant to do it or not. In front of like all the witnesses too. Yeah. <laughs> In front of like everyone who could be a reliable witness from the king to the priests, to other so, eldermen. So Uhtred like has to fight his way out because Alfred was like, sees him. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Alfred's pretty, it's pretty sweet escape. Uh, Uhtred does, and he, he he retreats back to Bayak. No, is it Bayak? No, it's, it's, it's just go to his house. Yeah, it's I think it's just his house. Never mind. Staying in Winchester, there, wherever his family was at. He's with his yeah. kids, and Citric and Finnin are posted up outside with their boys, just like you ain't getting in, you ain't getting in. And Siap is there, and he's he's come down with some you know some men of Winchester, 
And it's it's really fun, funny the interaction between Finnan and Stiappa. There's a bunch of fun interactions between Stiappa and Finnan. But uh, Stiappa, Stiappa is like yelling and he's like, Utrecht, come out. Don't make me step on your Irishman. <laughs> they let Hild pass. And they're like, you'll let her in, but not me. And then he's like, we're afraid of the abbess. <laughs> <laughs> Bianca so. comes in too, and like everyone's just convinced, and Bianca and Aethelwald come in. Bianca's like, hey, if you pay the Ware Guild, you're fine. And then Aethelwald's like, that's not it. And Aethelwald's so smart. He's like, you know they want more than that. Mm-hmm. So then Bianca's like, yes, that's not it. They want you to swear your sword to Edward. And Uhtred is like, I can't do that because that means I'll be working for Edward, who is much younger than Uhtred. I'll be right. working for him for the rest of my life then. Like, I, I won't be able to do anything. Bianca kind of like straightens him out though. He's like, sorry, you have to live forever as a lord. <laughs> and like, it's true. It's true. It's like, you have a way better life than like most people this time. And like 90% of people who live in this time period. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, but Uhtred, we all know Uhtred's got his goal. He wants Bebenberg back. He wants his land. He doesn't want any restrictions with that. He goes out yeah. then. He acts like he's going to go with them. He does go with them. He gives his gear, though, the Fennin, and he's like, you know what to do. And you're like, all right, he's obviously doing something. And They're I like in- this. I like this. He goes, stay up my friend. You know, I will go with you. And Steapa like has this huge sigh of relief. He's like, thank you, Lord. Like, like he didn't want to fight because he likes Uhtred, you know? Yeah. He does. He respects Uhtred a ton. He's that relieved that Uhtred's not going to try to fight his way out and puts Steapa in a tough position. He's like, thank you, Lord. You know, like, I like that moment. Yeah. Steapa is definitely more loyal to Alfred. That's, you know, his, his Lord. But he's even said multiple times, you know, that he trusts Uhtred with his life. Yeah. You know, he's fought with Uhtred a bunch of battles. They're warriors, so they're, they're like bros, but Alfred is, you know, always at the top of Stiapa's list of people to listen to. So Uhtred goes back. They go to the, the room then. Everyone's there. Alfred's like, you know, all you have to do, you know, to get out of this is to just swear to Edward. Come on, just do it. I need this. Come on. Yeah. And Uhtred's like, Nope, yoink, and just puts a knife, a knife to Alfred's throat. And everyone's like, oh. what's going on? Everyone's like, whoa. I'm like, what is going on? We were freaking out when we watched this. I was kind of like frustrated with Alfred. I was like, can't you just let him get off? Yeah, yeah. Like, that guy was asking for it. It's not Uhtred's fault that his slap is so mighty that he can kill a man. You know what I mean? <laughs> Everybody knows if you were in that room, you'd know that priest deserved it, dude. A man's wife just died, and you're calling her you're calling her a whore over and over again? Just died. She she was just in the ground, then out of the ground, then in a fire. But she was just in the ground. And they all saw that. They all saw. <laughs> Uhtred takes Alfred then with the knife his throat back for some one-on-one alone time. Mm, yes. No, no, not that. No, stop that. And Aethelwald, <laughs> when this is happening, Aethelwald's like, how terrible. <laughs> I know, I love this. <laughs> He's oh, like, this no. is madness. <laughs> Looking around, just like enjoying this. Because in his head, he wanted Uhtred to be away from Alfred 
but I don't think in his wildest dreams it was going to work out this Not like this. Yeah. This good. Imagine you want like a couple to break up, like your sister's dating a guy that you don't like. And you're just like, I'll sow these seeds and this will make them break up. Then the next day she's like torched his car and (laughs) there's a warrant out for his arrest. And you're like, what just happened? It's a pretty cool one-on-one scene here though with, uh, because because alfred's not gonna be like oh i'm sorry oh i'm so scared mm-hmm. no alfred's like alfred's just giving it right back to him even though he's held at knife point like like your gods are a lie you know like you're gonna burn in hell yeah. and like, is a lie and utrid like knees him in the stomach and his stomach is tender i know you're already like so like when well, they show, the scene they show when like alfred gets on the horse in the first episode you know yeah. what i'm talking about like, he yeah. just looks so frail. He has trouble getting up on the horse. Mm-hmm. He becomes hard to watch this season um, because of how frail he looks. Yeah. And then he gets, like, crushed in the stomach, and it's, like, even more. It's like, oof. And then Uhtred kicks him again, like, while he's down. Like, yeah. like oh, man. Uhtred runs out. Says he's going to, like, tear down Wessex now. You know, like, he's like, oh, burn it to the ground or yeah. something. Uhtred, you know, parkours out he was gonna say that he parkours his way out of out of winchester (laughs) during his parkour though uh stiapa who should have went to the olympics for the javelin throw spears utred as he's like climbing over a house nicks him in the shoulder that's why he didn't make it to the olympics is because he didn't hit he he, he missed Uh, so he's not that good see that's how that's why you got on the committee this year not me but um, but you're right. He he does have a great throw, and he, he does miss. He, he like nicks his shoulder. Yeah, he just nicks. Then there's the scene, and it shows Alfred super upset. Yes, because he Alfred feels like he just Alfred. That's the face of a guy who knows he messed up bad. You know. I think he's also just kind of hurt because even though he would never admit it to anyone, he I think he likes Utrecht, and that yeah, that's a relationship he likes, he values, even though. Because we saw at the beginning that he was like, "Oh yeah, give him, give him a little bit more, Utrid. You know, beat my son up. You know, like, like he he values him, and then he does. He asks everyone to leave. Yeah, and he he's like, kind of. He doesn't like have like he's not sobbing, but he's just just sitting there, stone faced, tears welling up in his eyes. Yeah. You know? They decide then they're gonna ride to Dunholm, meet with Ragnar. As we said, Utrid gets sick on the way though. Everyone's thinking it's the curse, but. If you're like us, you're like, well, you like you got a cut. Everyone pointed out that he got a, a yeah, decent a nick in his shoulder. So yeah. you know if you get an infection back then, you could die. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if and you remember like from I said like, earlier, Game it's like it's like winter time, so he's probably cold. He's cold. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. stressful. He's got all the you know, hormones out of whack from the stress, you know. Yeah. But he's not doing well. And he ends up in a cart having some visions as you know we said it seems like everyone who's on our dream team has to happen at some point it seems like you know ragnar lothbrook had one Geralt of rivia from the witcher had one and utred sees leofric the guy who coined the term arsling that everyone likes to use a, f- a fan favorite season one totally fan favorite yeah and he's back in 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 ghost form here just you know, rallying up Uhtred like, why are you turning as a traitor? Alfred, 
is shitting his guts out and he's like for Wessex and what's your excuse? Blah, 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 blah. And awesome. I was not expecting to see Leia Fritch again. That was, that was a, definitely a, cool. a delight. Yeah. It was. It was great to hear. And he was saying assling again. Or sorry, arsling again. So meanwhile, um, so he's sick, but Ethelwald goes and gets a couple men. So he recruits a couple guys, says he's going to pay them to be his like bodyguard. But then he travels to see Ethelred. He starts conspiring with him to try to go against Alfred. He also kind of mentions in passing, well, why don't you kill Ethelfled too? So Ethelred's kind of like, hmm, maybe I will. After that stop, then he goes to Bloodhair. And it was really funny too when he was like going to Bloodhair. He like, he's like, he like told on his guys, like, hold up the branch. You know what I mean? And <laughs> yeah. I was like, what, is, what does the branch mean, Lord? It was, it was just a funny scene. So he goes My to arm's Blood tired, hair. Lord. And, and like we said, he's using Alfred's weakness and Uhtred's absence as his like recruiting tool. Then we see Ethel Red does order Ethel Fled's death. Adhelm looks concerned. Yes. Al Any Helm interaction is- in this season so far with Adhelm and Ethelred, where last season it seemed like they were the best friends anybody could have, this season there's a Adhelm always kind of ends the, the conversation looking kind of concerned about what Ethelred's saying. Yes. Ethelred's definitely a little less focused on even maintaining a kingdom as he is just doing things in spite of other people now. That's yeah, like his, way it. Yeah. his public policy is like, be mean to this person. Mm, I don't like them. We're not sitting with them at lunch kind of yeah. <laughs> policy. So, and Outhelm wanted like some political reform, you know, like Outhelm cared taxes. about taxes. <laughs> yeah. So, so traveling to Dunholm because actually they say they think Brita will know what to do. That's Brita's right. Yes. Dunholm. Because um, Brita, Brita also this course, uh, likes this to take cursed. mushrooms. Yeah, she does. Brita likes those She's mushrooms. Not a, yeah. She's not like a seeress, though. I don't see her as a seeress. Like, uh, no. In the books, though, game. she was trained by Raven to a degree, who I think Raven was a seer. Raven was the, the blind uh, father to Ragnar the Fearless, or Ragnar, the current alive Ragnar, his grandfather, or Uhtred's grandfather. We're going to meet our next new main character. As Brita is watching them on the hill, we meet Canute. Bless you. God bless you. Thank you. <clears throat> um, so the guy's name, that's, that's the new character. His <laughs> name is Canute. <laughs> and <laughs> Breed are on the hill. And he says a few things there that was like, oh, wait, 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 a- wait, 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 wait. You're missing a big thing about his character. This guy is flaming red. Ginger. <laughs> <laughs> like He does have the reddest hair. Like sailor's but- warning sort of <laughs> red. Yeah, oh, it's true. Ovechkin jersey. In the background, red. That's pretty red. So, <laughs> um, he is a redhead. He, he very much resembles... Tormund Giantsbane. Tormund. Yes. Tormund, um, Tormund was uh, Norwegian. Nor- yeah. Tormund is Norwegian as well. Scandinavian blood, man. Either blonde <laughs> or ginger, I guess. So, anyway. Uh, he's up there, and you can tell he like likes Brita with a couple of things he says. He's got a crush on Brita. Just like outright saying he wants to lay with her. Yeah. <laughs> it was a hint. <laughs> I, I looked at Steve. I was like, I think he likes her. <laughs> anyway, they get to Dunholm. And <laughs> just like every time I've got the flu, my, mom, my mom's always done this. She goes out. 
she, she chops off a goat's head, puts it on a giant pole, and she just goes and sticks it in the ground. <laughs> Feel better immediately because science. Because and, of science. And modern healthcare. Yeah, 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 so Brita, Brita takes <laughs> a head, puts it in front of Skade, and it like creates like this force field. And the curse just can't go through it. Or whatever. I don't know. Something happens. I don't Duh. I don't know this. I don't know the science behind it. I can't speak to the science behind the head, but um instantly Utrid's like, feel good. <laughs> <laughs> and w- this is one thing we, we did talk about though before that it's it's most likely that Utrid is attributing this to, right? They found a cure for the curse. Goat head yeah. on spike works against sorceress. Yes. But, and we thought more rational explanation was Uchid probably had an infection from his wound. He was in the cold. Hormones all worked up. Stress. Wife died. And now he's with his brother Ragnar in Dunholm around a fire getting his belly full. Getting, getting food, getting good water, good yes. ale. Good ale. Um, ale will and, kill you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So there's like, yeah, exactly. Another rational explanation um for why he might be feeling better so there you go but anyway now here we're all done home now it's pretty cool um ragnar we get ragnar back who doesn't love ragnar you know brita's there and knut is like i don't think it's necessarily a coincidence that you can switch the two middle letters in his name and (laughs) um because that's what he's acting like when we first meet him (laughs) i'm sorry Magnus Brun, I, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, who plays Knut, does a great job. But yes. I, you're clearly not supposed to like him because he's just being mean to Uhtred the whole time. Calling him Knut a slayer. Knut is just acting like a total Knut right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, it's like, come on, dude. Like, we're, everyone here is having a good conversation and you're just being mean. He's just, he's just poking and prodding him, though. He is, he is. Which is a pretty Viking thing to do. Yeah, it's still a Viking thing to do, but everyone knows he's trying to be a dick. And by the way, Canute, <clears throat> bless me, Canute is Ragnar's cousin too. So that's a fun fact for everyone. But anyway, Ragnar and Brita are just so tired of Uhtred coming and going. They just want to keep Uhtred. So Ragnar's like, all right, now you have to say it. You got to say, it. I'm a Dane for life. Uhtred's like, I'm a Dane for life. Ragnar's like, come on! Uhtred's <laughs> like, I'm a Dane for life. And everyone's just like pounding the tables. Yes. He just makes them keep yelling it louder. And it's, it's a great scene, but like, like Finnan's kind of sitting there and he's like, like I'm, I'm not Dane. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Finnan's like, you can see Finnan's a little worried about all this right here. So he, he's concerned. They all start talking about how Alfred is weaker. Now Uhtred isn't there. And they all recognize Uhtred's like a great warrior and probably one of the reasons Alfred is so successful. So like we do, maybe this might be a good time to go attack Alfred. Yeah. And Citric and Finn are just like, we don't really want to do that though. You know, that's not why we came here. You know, we didn't come here to conspire against Alfred. Yeah. Also another little thing too, that kind of has an impact uh, on the story is Brita when she's talking with Uhtred mentions how Ragnar has children uh but they're not hers because she is barren um so ragnar is still with brita 
his 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 main chick, but he also has a side chick where he you know he gets his pups from, essentially. Uh, he gets his sons because back then you want sons, you know. Uh, right in yep. like today's day and age, it wouldn't be a big deal. You know, you're just like, all right, fine. This is great. You know, don't have to worry about that. But, uh, <laughs> but back then you want to try and make 12 kids because probably only three of them are going to make it past 10. <laughs> I think that's pretty much it for this episode. Yeah. So, uh, best bro moment. My best bro moment. Uh, I had a few, so this is, this is tough. Because I really like the scene where Finnan is with Uhtred and he tells him that we've done a good thing here. God knows it. The gods know it. Really like cool moment. trying to cool be moment. inclusive to Hild who's there and Uhtred and possibly himself. He might be like on the middle. He doesn't know which, one, which way to go. Yeah. Um, also too, uh, Alfred does at one point when he's talking to everyone or when Uhtred comes in, I forget what it is, but you know, Alfred does say, you know, the reason you're not like in jail right now is because of all the things you've done um, in the past or like in past months, months or something. In the past months. And Bianca's like, in the past years, Lord. Like that that was mine. Puts an asterisk right there. He's like that was my bro moment. He's been he's been doing this for like a decade or two now, most likely. That was my bro moment for yeah. sure. And then my my next one is probably well I have I have a couple more to choose between is Ragnar and Uhtred when they're reunited I love seeing always great brothers back together and also Finnin the whole time when Uhtred was <laughs> sick was like someone making sure he's drinking how much did yeah. he drink fluids <laughs> fluids people modern when's medicine. the last time is it <laughs> <laughs> we got to keep a log yeah and, and even when they get then to Dunholm and Uhtred's feeling better. He's like, how much of your plate did you eat, Uhtred? And Uhtred's like, most of it. And he's like, eat all of it. <laughs> so Finnan is such a bro. He's just a bro moment machine. Oh, my God. So I'm going to have to give this just... I really like the Ragnar and Uhtred one, but Finnan has like six throughout the episode. So I'm going to have to give it to, to Finnan. Uh, probably just when they're they're burning Gisela and he and he comforts Uhtred. Also Uhtred was like standing really close to the fire when they first started burning her. I think he was considering hopping in and Finnan pulls him back. Wow. So um I think deep, that was deep. a real bro moment there. Deep. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Very deep. Okay. Very deep. Well, it what was, was your what was your favorite moment from the episode, though? <laughs> I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to say when Uhtred slapped Brother yes. Godwin to death, yes. slaps him to death. That was crazy. We freaked out when that happened. <laughs> we were dying laughing because <laughs> they just it, it just seems so comical. He he gets up, he asks for it, bam, he's down. Siapa's checking for a pulse and he's like, he's dead. And we're just, we just start laughing. <laughs> oh my God. That was crazy. Oh, well, was I like, I like the part. I just like the, the, the bro down between Finnan and Stayapa. I like Stayapa's calling for Uhtred and Finnan's just like, shh, shh. <laughs> just stretching him. <laughs> um, yeah, that whole bro, bro down right there. Was pretty, that was a good one. Just yeah. fun. I like it. And you um, said your favorite bro moment was Bianca, right? I love the Bianca was like, 
uh, past years, you know, like correction, correction, get it right, Alfred. And that's, that's like a pretty bold thing to do to the King too. So I just think so. Bianca like really kind of going out on a limb for Uhtred right there. So I like that a lot. Ever since the, the last episode of the first season, Bianca has just been sassy. Like he is not afraid to correct anyone, you know, like, he's great absolutely another thing too i think we should we should mention too is where where do you fall on where you want utra to end up do you want him do you like that he just keeps floating between sides do you wish he would stick with one side whether you saxon or dane it's it's one of the toughest questions of the show and i think that's what's the hardest thing is he's respected more by the danes overall yes i mean i think everyone respects what he can do but like it seems like if he became a dane it feels like he could just become their leader you know what i mean he could easily i that's what i his motivation for not being with the danes one he's invested with wessex two like i said he wants to own bevenbur he doesn't want someone else to own him or to be like a man who you know just watches the place or anything Right. So that's why he his path has kind of led him down the Saxon way. But like you said, I feel like if he went to the Dane side, though, he could be the freaking king of the Danes, and he could just own, you know, Bevan Burr with the king of the Danes. But I, I guess he does. I think I think as a Dane, he could take land or something, but that would never be his earn like his rightful land. You know what I mean? Yeah, it wouldn't be he like by his, law. He wants his by law rightful what he deserves land you know what i mean yeah that's what he wants so i want him to get that back and i know the way to do that is to join with with the saxons um so that's why i kind of at times want him just to be on the saxons and but at the same time uh, alfred just makes it so difficult he does he does at this point i'm kind of like hoping he would stick with the danes but i'm also like but i don't want him to fight alfred like, right. like maybe let's just like capture Mercia. <laughs> you know, let's 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 go there. Absolutely. Let's jump into season three, episode three. Then, yes, this one is a little bit more about uh, the rest of the Danes and Aethelwald too, because Aethelwald is with the Blood Hair and yeah. uh, Heston group. They're all trying to get Uhtred to really solidify with them and Ragnar fight against Alfred. Also at this this episode, this is where Ethelfled finds out from Outhelm actually that an assassin is coming to get her. Yeah. And she ends up getting a message to Bianca. And Bianca then is supposed to then get Utred to come and get her. So then that whole thing really that whole dynamic of you know, Ethelfled wanting Uhtred, who Uhtred has always been a sucker for, you know, Ethelfled, you know, drives that wedge between him and the Danes, as well as Uhtred, you know, not really wanting to attack Wessex. You know, he still cares about Wessex. So this one then, it, that's really what this is about, is just the the conflict then that arises between him and the Danes uh, because of what happens. Yeah. I mean, so it starts out and Uhtred's like swinging a sword around by a fire and it's pretty obvious he's conflicted because Leofric's ghost comes back again and he's just taunting him again and 
Uhtred says he's a Dane and he wrecks, he wrecks a candle, you know, swinging a sword when he says it. So yeah. he's serious. Very serious. And then we get a cool scene where Ethel floods like in her office, um, <laughs> <laughs> in her home office. No, but um, somebody puts her hand around her mouth and says, you know, I'm not going to hurt you. And turns around. It's Ed, it's Adhelm has come and he's come to warn her, you know, your husband's going to want to kill you. You need to go hide somewhere. Mm-hmm. And, and she is very reluctant to believe him. She's like, you know, why, why would you help me? You've never done anything for me. You've always been my husband's dude. And um, so I don't, I don't have any reason to trust you. And he's just like, it's like, you know what? You're, you don't have any reason to believe me. I've been horrible, yada, yada, yada. Um, but I'm being honest now. I said, and, he, and then he, he tells her, you know, I'm for Mercia. You know, my blood is for Mercia. And that's, you know, why he's doing this. He even says he's disappointed in the way that Ethel Red has turned out as a Absolutely. Kid. Absolutely. So we get, here's, you know, we saw it in the first couple episodes where he, you could see the look on his face, but now we kind of see him going into action and, and changing his ways, um, warning Ethel Flood. So Ethel Flood is, um, you know, he, he pretty much convinces her, right? Yeah. Finally, after some, a pretty cool conversation between mm-hmm. Ethel Flood. And, and I think this is a great, um, you know, time to talk about like the real Ethel Flood. I, th- I know we talked about her a little bit last episode, um, so I'm not going to say all that stuff again. But it's, it's just, it should be recognized that in history, Ethel Flood was a really strong, independent woman. And she was in history known to have helped suppress um, Viking raids in, in Mercia. Um, and I think that's, that's a pretty cool thing. And, and I, I would say that um, Millie Brady really embodies that in, in the way she plays the role. I think she exemplifies the real Ethel Flood as far as what we know about the real Ethel Flood. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And the story too writes her in a way that she's a dynamic character. I, I think a lot of times when a show wants to say a woman is strong, they just make her really tough and she doesn't give a crap. And she's good at fighting. But Ethel Flood has been vulnerable. She's been taken advantage of. You know, she's been beaten. Yeah. Uh, you know, but she's still, she stays strong. She's, and she's smart. She's got, smart. she's got a lot of Alfred in her. Exactly. She's got a lot of Alfred in her. Yes. So you can see that. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty cool. We also see, um, we saw, I think earlier too, is that like the men of Mercia, the, the soldier of Mercia are like loyal to her. Yes. They are like, they love her. And she has like an awesome speech she gives at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like, oh yeah, I would follow her. Absolutely. She's awesome. Oh, yeah, she's, so, she's got she, a lot of her father in her for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So then she does leave. Like I said, she gets a note then to one of her, her servants or whoever, you know, that is, they end up getting it to Bianca. And, but meanwhile, after she leaves, then, Aldhelm, Ethelred, and the assassin then, they're like waiting outside of her little estate. The assassin goes in, comes back out, doesn't see anyone. So Ethelred kills him so he can't tell anyone. And it's really funny to just, the reason I mentioned this because Aldhelm's like, you know, this is the ninth century Lord. Like, (laughs) can't go around killing people. Like, Aldhelm is telling him that you are not woke, you know, Ethelred. Not woke. (laughs) 
with the ninth century here. You need to get. He's woke. like, okay, okay, boomer. Like, look. <laughs> okay, boomer. So yeah, Ethelred has really. I mean, he's always been a bad dude, but you don't like him any more in this season than you did last season. So. He's, <laughs> nope. You know, there is one really funny scene. I, I think it's in this first half uh, with him and when him and Ethelred get back together and uh when they finally get reunited the reason she doesn't say anything to like alfred or anyone is because she doesn't want the alliance between mercia and wessex to break so she's just like i'm gonna keep this to myself and aldhelm actually said that to her too he's like we can't do it without Wessex. so we can't because she said that's like when he came and like put the hand over uh he was like or she was like why don't i just go back to my dad and, and just tell him you know about all this yeah and he's like, please don't, because like we need your dad. We need Wessex. Yeah, because if they're if they're separated, then they're vulnerable to the Danes, everything like that. So uh, eventually, that well, anyway, yeah. So then when they were united, she doesn't say anything. But then when the two of them are alone together, uh, she's like, uh, she's sitting at like a table, and she like puts a knife in a table. You didn't seem surprised that someone tried to kill me. And he's like, oh, sorry oh yeah that's right yeah <laughs> was that better or something like that <laughs> the actor kills it the guy who plays oh. Red does kill it oh my god that was that was hilarious why so, what i saw edward yeah. married the chick he impregnated. yeah that's right alfred, against like oh because last episode biaka told alfred like here's, here's how we fix this we marry him to like another lord yeah because everyone to we send her to a nunnery you know no problem yeah, yeah, no problems. <laughs> they, they, they also, the motivation for that too was that they heard that everyone was gossiping, saying Alfred was weak. So Bianca's yeah. like, let's give them some new gossip. They like royal weddings. Let's have a royal wedding. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Plus two, like alliances are made through wedding or marriage. It's, you know, through royalty. It wasn't necessarily done out of love. It was arranged. Do right. this for resources, men, swords, you know, titles, all that stuff. So Right, right, right. So Alfred wanted to get him married, but Edward already married the chick that he had bastard children with. So everyone's mad because you can't marry a guy to someone if he's already married because that just breaks Christian rules, man. So uh, Alfred comes out with a genius plan to just throw her in a nunnery and, I don't know, give his kids to the church. And (laughs) so they go down and do that. And uh, yeah. So anyway, they cut back then to Dunholm. And by the way, Ragnar is just like a great spokesman, you know, for tug of war. Uh, we've got Uhtred, or actually Uhtred isn't pulling, but Finnan, Citric, and the rest of Uhtred's uh, crew are pulling against the Danes there. And Ragnar's just getting everyone hyped up, you know. Yeah. And it's it's just a great scene. And eventually they're they're pulling. They're pretty evenly matched. Ragnar's you know just drunk, and he just pulls out a sword and just like cuts the rope, and they like all fall down. He's like, I took down twenty men with one swing of my sword. It's awesome. It's just Ragnar's just the freaking best. I mean, being a Dane seems awesome. I mean, if you can get over, if you can get over the murder and the and the raping and the pillaging and the constant warfare. Uh, it seems pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, that's like one like or tug two. tug of war, mud hockey. 
it sounds you know? really fun over there. Would you rather? <laughs> they do have, have a good that? time. You know, I, I think I'd rather be there. So anyway, then Bloodhair, Haston, Aetherwald, that whole group, they hear some funds going down to Dunholm. So they're like, we want to go to the party too. And then they show up and they, they're like, we want to come into the party. And Ragnar's like, you guys can't come into the party. And they're like, oh, we want to. No, but anyway, they're there. <laughs> and it's really cool scene because this is where, like I was saying earlier, no one thinks anything really of Aetherwald's uh, actions. And it also shows that Uhtred does care what happens to Wessex, even though he's saying, I want it to burn to the ground and I'm a Dane. Because he confronts Aethelwald. I guess he's kind of expecting Aethelwald would be like, oh, I got here on accident or something. He's like, no, I'm here. Like, I'm trying right. to get these people to turn against Alfred. Like, you're not there. Like, you're here too, so why are you mad? And yeah. Uhtred's like, hmm, well, you're, you're never going to be king. Aethelwald's like, well, you don't have Bevenbar. And which was like, oh, eh. uh, and he's like, we're the same, you know? Yeah, like, he said, yeah. We've got, we've had uncles usurp us from from our rightful title and our our land. And which was like, uh, I don't have anything to come back with you at right now, so I'm gonna let you yeah. go. <laughs> exactly. Ethelwald always always mixing. He's stirring the pot this season. He's really stirring the pot. Yeah. Also, Skade, she's still locked up. Mm-hmm. Uhtred doesn't want her, but she wants Uhtred now. Uh, she's like, well, if, you, yeah. if you're with me, that would be cool. Maybe I'll take yeah. a curse off you. And Uhtred's like, no way. Like, my wife was awesome. You suck. Yeah. And, but, you know, Bloodhair comes in, and he's, like, super whipped. And Uhtred's in there, and he, like, sees how whipped Bloodhair is. So he's just like... Mm, maybe I do like skate now. Mm, 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 mm. And he just he just kisses her like that, just like that. And uh Bloodhair does not like this. Not and one bit. That was Uhtred's intention was to make Bloodhair mad. Yeah, see so, so again, you can tell Uhtred does not want to go up against Alfred. And the the Dane leaders are starting to argue amongst themselves, but ultimately they all agree that they will follow Ragnar. Is like um, the, the leader of the Danes for their army yeah. to attack. Yes. There's a scene where Alfred's getting dressed for battle and he looks rough. It's hard to watch him. David Dawson props to you, man. That it looks tough. Like uh anytime they put Alfred. like his mail on, like anytime they like move it up and over and set it down like on his shoulders, like it looks like as soon as it touches him, it like brings him down like an inch into the yeah. ground. You know what I mean? And it, it's not like, uh, uh, like overacting. Like it just looks it's, like it's fantastic acting. Somehow fantastic like so acting. frail that this, this is just like so much energy for him. I mean, he's super old. Like, I mean, he's got to be like 32 years old at this point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how old he was supposed to be, but um, obviously people didn't typically live as long back then. Mm-mm. And the makeup department also does a really nice job of making him look super sickly. And David Dawson does an awesome job at looking sickly and weak. Aylesworth gives a great, like, speech to uh, Alfred at this moment, too. Like, because Alfred is having some doubts that, you know, like you said, he wants England to happen. And he's worried that it's not going to happen in his lifetime. And he felt like that was his, his goal. It felt like it was his duty. Yeah. And his wife just gives him a real good pep talk and tells him, you know, what he has done and everything. I thought it was a pretty good scene uh, between the two of them. 
It is a cool scene. Moving forward, um, Bianca tells Uhtred. So have they arrived yet? Yeah, they they were there at some okay. point. You know, him and Tura did get there. Tura went up, yeah. And, and they, they but they to... they weren't making it clear exactly why they were there. Bianca was like, yeah. I have to formally banish Uhtred. That's why I'm here. And she yeah. wanted to visit her brother. You know, uh. <laughs> that's why and, we um, sailed on a boat for you know a week. <laughs> yeah. Bianca um, has the letter from Ethelflaed saying that she's at a nunnery and not to tell Alfred and stuff, and that they want Uhtred's help, right? Yeah, Uhtred, he's concerned. He, you know, even though he, I think at first he's like, you know, why should I care? Because they're mean to me. Why, why should I help? And mm. but you can tell that you know he's probably going to end up doing the right thing, like he always does the right thing. So Uhtred finds out that Ethel yeah. fled is in hiding because her death was ordered by Ethelred. Right. And then he also heard that Ethelwald was in Mercia to see Ethelred. Uh, like right before this all happened. So he connects the dots and he's like, so Aethelwald is probably why this is happening. So he goes right. up to Aethelwald and, you know, he's like yelling at him. He's like, I'm going to, you better not, you know, go to sleep tonight because I might kill you or something like that. And like real, that's right. Real, real brutal. And then Aethelwald's like, I'm not going to be taking this. And so he stands up in front of everyone. He's make, he makes a scene and he's like, so what did Bianca tell you? You know? Yeah. I bet you, did you hear this from Bianca? Is that why you're going to go help her? And he's like, like looking around, everyone's paying attention, you know? Yeah. And, you know, all the other Danes are like, uh, are you going to leave? Because Aethelwald's like, I think he's going to leave our army. And then even Ragnar's like, are you going to leave? Yeah. And Uhtred's like, yeah, I'm yeah. kind of whipped. <laughs> and this is brutal. This is brutal because Ragnar says some things that I didn't want to hear. He tells Uhtred, he's not, it's like, you're not my brother. You know, he's like, you're no brother of mine. And oh man, that, that killed me. I was like, come on. That was an anti-bro moment there, if anything. <laughs> yeah, it was very anti-bro. Polar that was my anti-bro bro. moment of the show. But yeah, so then at the end of the episode, I think it ends with Uhtred and Bloodhair um, are going to make the square. Yeah, because Bloodhair wanted to fight Uhtred for Skade, and Ragnar didn't want that to happen. He didn't want to lose a Dane if you know Uhtred won, and he didn't want to lose Uhtred, obviously, because it's his brother. So he's like, ah, nah, we won't do that. But yeah. now... now yeah, now I might as well because yeah. so they allow it to happen and then that's that's episode three. Yeah, so best bro moment from the episode for you. Um, here's my best bro moment actually is a small little scene where Osfirth approaches Uhtred and he says to Uhtred, he said, he says, um, sir, like I had really a high respect for Gisela, for your wife. You know, he's like, she was very, very kind to me. Would you allow me? I know she's, you know, he knows that she's pagan and, and obviously Osfer's, um, you know, baby monk. He's a Christian. And he's like, would you allow me to pray for her? You know, Uhtred, you know, is, he was pissed about something. I think this is right after he was having the vision with Leofrich. Yeah. And um, he's like, yeah, you can, I will allow that, you know. But I thought it was cool that he asked Uhtred's permission because he knew Uhtred, you know, might not want any 
monks praying for his his yeah. pagan wife, right? I think too he was just trying to, you know, console Uhtred because a lot of people since her death, you know, haven't really taken the time to go up to Uhtred and say, you know, dude, I'm sorry for your loss. That's you know, sh- you know what I mean? Like yeah. there was Finnin was at his you know, the, the fire, I'm sure him and Hild said something else to Uhtred, you know what I mean? But I mean, since then he's been, you know, on the run from Alfred fighting Alfred to at Dunholm's almost dying, you know, so no one's really been had the time to be like, Hey, sorry for your loss. So I, I thought, yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good raw moment there. Yeah. The small, you know, they could have left that out probably, but yeah. like it was very powerful to me. I, I really liked that moment. What about you? I would, uh, I like that, but I'm going to have to say my bro moment is probably when Finn and Citric and Osferth are all sitting down with Uhtred. And it's really funny because Uhtred's like, he basically, he knows that Finn's going to keep telling him that we shouldn't work here, you know, with these Danes. We should go, you know, do something else. And Uhtred's like, immediately before Finn can say anything, he's like, I don't want to hear it, Finn. And Finn's like, that's all right. I'm just going to talk to Citric. And Citric's, you know, right next to, to Uhtred. And he's like, this army is never going to hold Citric and Citric's like, yeah, you're right. Finn. And like, it's never going to like, so, and I didn't come North just to March South, you know, on Wessex. Yeah. I, I, I could get behind marching on Bevenber. Then he's like, he turns to Osforth and he's like, I'm just going to talk to Osforth now. Osforth, like, I don't think we should do this. And Osforth's like, you don't have to tell me Finn. And like, <laughs> just like, and Uchi's just like sitting there, you know what I mean? Like, I, I just really like that. Like his, his bros just yeah. keep him in check. You know, they gave it him a check. It's great. It's great. I guess it's really a, a Finnan dominant one because he initiates it. But Osforth and Citric too uh, really help. help but what's with Finnan stealing? Has Finnan been all three of your bro moments so far? What was, what was your last bro moment? <laughs> yeah, it was my Finan last bro moment was when Finan at the fire. Yeah. 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 And the first one was Finnan at the, the Battle of Mercy it. or with the Mercians. Yeah. Just just stealing this season with the and bro I'm, moments. I'm t- he's gonna, I, he might have a clean sweep. We'll see. Okay. And then best moment for me was just Ragnar, his whole speech and just the energy he had during the, the, the tug of war that they were having there in the, in the yard. Yeah, I would have to agree with that. I would have to go with that one too. That, that's pretty awesome. I just love seeing that, that Viking culture, you know, yeah, so leisurely activity, recreational activity, you know. <laughs> yeah, classic Viking moment there, yeah. Episode four, let's get right into it. So now Uhtred's focused on finding Ethelflaed, okay? But first, we obviously, we have to have that fight with uh, Uhtred and Bloodhair. They got to settle that dispute. I think Uhtred's gonna, about to kill Bloodhair, right? Yeah. And Ragnar comes in and like shoves him off. Yeah. And he's like, fine, you won. Because Ragnar doesn't want to lose a, a man before they go and, and try to take, take Wessex. So, yeah. so then Uhtred tries to go find Ethelflaed. We get a lot of uh, Ethelwald conspiring in this episode with none other than Canute. And Bloodhair is involved a little bit too. So it's very interesting. And then we get uh, a fun scene where Heston and a few guys go to the nunnery. Uh, Uhtred had shown up at the nunnery and, and they think Ethelflaed is here, right? There's a, there's a cool fight scene in this episode. And then, then we have, at the end of the episode, one of those I mentioned earlier the least favorite scenes in the last kingdom maybe this is the least favorite scene in the last kingdom <sighs> great scene but man is it hard to watch should i just say it now as the re- yeah go ahead go ahead ragnar gets 
murdered in his sleep by Ethelwald at the end of this episode. And it is so nobody was ready for that. Uh, Were you ready for that? I wasn't ready for that. No. And I think we talked about this. I thought he was going to wake up like last second, stop him. I thought something was going to happen, but now he gets stabbed to death in his sleep. And then when he's reaching for his sword so he can die with his sword in his hand, Aethelwald goes over and snatches it up. So then he can't get to Valhalla because you want to get into Valhalla, you got to die right. with a sword in your hand. You have to die in battle. Yeah, and, and, and you can see the, the pain in Ragnar's face when, when that happens. And then uh, Ethelwald actually has a use for that sword. He sticks it in. He puts the knife in. The, there was uh, one of the ladies that was sleeping with Ragnar. puts it in her hand, puts the sword in, um, in her chest. So it looks like she killed him for some reason, that he defended himself at the end by killing her. So um, he tries to cover it up like that. But anyway, uh, let's jump back a little earlier in the episode as we get into it, you know. Um, so we, we talked about the little fight scene at the beginning, pretty cool one-on-one blood hair, blood hair fight scene with Uhtred. Yeah. And they make um, the square. They make the square. Yeah. But I mean, it, it immediately starts with them fighting. Like the episode goes right to yeah. them swinging swords or blood hair's ax and Uhtred's sword. Yep. But Uhtred wins the fight again. Um, and, um, he's able to leave with Skade. Because he won. Because that's kind of the, the terms of the fight, right? Mm-hmm. They were fighting over Skade pretty much. And then they leave. And then Ragnar... A lot of people were kind of mad at Ragnar for even letting him leave. Like, why yeah. don't we just kill him? <laughs> and Aethelwald goes up to him afterwards and he's like, "Yeah, why are you letting him leave? Like, if he goes back with Alfred, we are screwed with our yeah. whole plan. And Ragnar lets it out. Um, Ragnar lets it out on him. Because... Blames Ethelwald for... Blames him for bringing this all happening stirring it up you know and he just beats him into the ground but then canute helps Aethelwald up and he's like you know what you were right there you yeah right who said that there you know he said he says something like that was weak of my cousin to let mm-hmm. him go yeah so canute and Ethelwald, a, a bond starts to form here and it's gonna be a very important one uh anyway utrid and biaka and they reassure utrid they say to him like look like he is still your brother. You're, st- and I'm still your sister. Yeah. Awesome moment. Awesome moment. Yeah. When when Bianca and Tura they part ways from Uhtred and his gang when they're going to rescue Ethelfled. Then, and yeah, Tura she turns to Uhtred and she's like, "You will always be my brother." Like I was, and like you could just tell Uhtred needed it. Like he needed that. He needed that big time. He was just you know? like jaw clenched, and she said that, and his like eyes kind of just like got big, like. <sighs> Guy needed it there. He needed, he needed it. He needed it big time. Heston actually goes to Alfred, still pretending to be Alfred's man, even though we've seen him with uh, with blood hair and stuff. Um, tells him about Ethelwald's betrayal and the Dane army. I guess what he's trying to do here is get him to act or maybe get him to worry. It, yeah. it's, it's really unclear why he does this because he's definitely working with the Danes. Yeah. But then that's how they find out, though, that Ethelwald has been up to no good. Yeah. So then uh, Ragnar decides it's time to start moving the Danes. It's time to start moving this army. Let's, let's do this thing. Um, and at the nunnery, <laughs> Batman shows up. <laughs> <laughs> so at the floods at this nunnery, right? And I think men started showing up, right? They're like, oh, there's Danes outside. And they're, they're actually meaning 
we're thinking maybe it's um, Heston's men, but it's actually yeah. Uhtred's men. We don't it's know actually this Uhtred. yet. Though. We don't know this yet. And then we hear a voice, and then the camera pans up, and Uhtred's in the rafters of the ceiling, crouched down like a gargoyle, and he's like, <laughs> and he says some cool line there. He's like, because they're like, oh, the. Because they were arguing about like uh, if they're Danes, you know. Because the one the one uh, nun was yelling out like, "You will all burn in hell for what you've done." And one of the other nuns yeah. was like, "They're they're not Christian." She's like, "Oh, then I don't know what I they need <laughs> to tell them." So then Utra's like, "But what if I'm a Christian by birth but a Dane at heart?" And he's just up in the like you said up in the rafters there. Like about, why? Just like why? <laughs> he didn't just like like undo the back door. Like um, you know, pick you know, lock the pick and walk in that way, and just have a cool walk in. No, he scaled the building, somehow got through a window, <laughs> probably did some monkey bars over to the spot, and then crouched down there. <laughs> we cracked up when we first saw. Oh my god! How did he a, get up there? Such a classic like Utred humor thing there? to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know <laughs> just because hilarious obviously they're they're seeing his men outside so it's like why is he climbing in through the top when <laughs> <laughs> so anyway um yeah so then they like sit down and they start eat you know they it's all good they're at the nunnery they're having a meal and, and then there's a scene where utrid and ethelflaed ethelflaed actually comes up to utrid and um is very affectionate and goes and kisses Uhtred, which is like, okay. And so Uhtred actually ended up stopping it, you know. But they did kiss, though. They, they did, did kiss. kiss but he, he, he kind of pulled away at the end. Um, and then Skade also comes in <laughs> and kisses him. <laughs> and, then, and then she leaves, and Uhtred's like, who's next? <laughs> <laughs> And Alfred and Uhtred was like Uhtred just wanted to take care of his horse and he just has all <laughs> these women coming and just trying to get with him. He's just trying to take care and of his horse and brushing his horse and <laughs> Yeah. He's that's like he was first in there brushing his horse. Ethelfled comes in, kisses him. He gets back to brushing the horse. Skade saw this happen, sneaks in, kisses him, and he's just like, Oh my god, like I just gotta finish this coat up on this thing. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. The father, oh yeah, the father of Edward Suter arrives. It's an interesting guy. And so now Alfred's trying to convince Edward, you know, of his role. He's going to become king. You need to marry whoever I pick for you to marry. Do you think I wished my brother would die so I would become king? Yeah. That was, you know? that was a big line because Edward's going back and forth and he's saying, you know, like, I didn't want this. I like, I don't yeah. want this. I want to marry for love. And Alfred's like, like you've got a responsibility. I didn't want my brother to die. Like my brother. Yeah. Do you think I Remember wanted to season be one? Bianca like says like, "What if your brother died? You would be the the king, probably." In season one, and and Alfred's like, "Oh, pray pray to God that doesn't happen." Yeah, you know, because yeah. he didn't want to be king, <laughs> and he ended up being a great king. You know, I'm, I'm sure yeah, he, so he if he, he had gets the that point. choice between being a king and having his brother around. You know, I'm sure he'd pick his brother. Yeah, yeah. But he makes the point. I think that I think that starts getting through Edward's head a little bit. Yeah, you know. So 
but he does, they do send uh, Edward's wife to a nunnery and the children are taken by the church. So, and Edward actually swore on St. Cuthbert's teeth. St. Cuthbert <laughs> makes a cameo this season. Yes. St. Cuthbert. <laughs> Good old St. Cuthbert. And you know, some of his body parts for people to swear on. Yeah. Yeah. Portrayed by two incisors. Just... <laughs> <laughs> they and, get all uh, the good roles. Those two incisors. Yeah. They were great though. Oh my God. God. They just killed it. So anyway. I can't think of anyone who does it as well as the two incisors who plays St. Cuthbert's teeth. <laughs> teeth. <laughs> two incisors who played St. Cuthbert's teeth. David Dawson who played Alfred. <laughs> uh, n- not even close. Not even close. Not even close. <laughs> so that, that all happens in Winchester. And um, you can tell the, um, the father of this new wife is he's very unsettled. He doesn't like that. He's not being put up in the, in the, the castle. He's like, he's being put up in, in an alehouse. He's not mm-hmm. happy about that. He's like, what kind of respect is that? But then we go back to Canute, Bloodhair, and Ethelwald. They've got some plans. You know, they, they think Ragnar was pretty weak in that decision. And yes. and Canute kind of sees this as a chance to maybe now I can kind of sneak in there and kind of take this thing over mm-hmm. and become the guy. By the way, I think it's a good time for a history check with Canute. Okay. So there was a real Canute, Canute the Great. He was a king of Denmark. He was a king in England and he was a king in Norway. This guy did. He, he, <laughs> yeah. His reign lasted from 1016 to 1035. Would, they think he was in his teens when he was like invading Wessex and, and what is now England. And I'm just thinking like, this guy's like 16 years old becoming king. Take it, you know, and I'm like, you know, when we're 16, we're maybe trying to get our license. You know, we just got a learner's permit. That's a big deal. You know, <laughs> we're just so incompetent compared to like the 16 year olds who were invading Wessex <laughs> at the time. His name was Knut Swens- Swenson. I think I, I'm saying that right. But um, God bless you. Thank you. But yeah, so there was a real Knut um, that perhaps our Knut may have been um, based on. Hmm. So Very cool. Okay. Yeah, and Harry was telling us that uh, Bernard Cornwall does a lot of history check-in when, he's, yeah. when he writes his books. The books I think that I saw the, something the that he's based on. You know, he's a storyteller, but he's also a historian. Oh, yeah. So he like, he kind of blends it. Obviously, overall, it's a fictional show, but it really has a lot of um, aspects of, of truth to it, too. And Cool. Um, so, yeah. So um, they're conspiring and Canute gets in Ethelwald's head a little bit saying like, you know, uh, Ragnar's going to kill you, dude. He blames you. He blames, <laughs> he blames you for you. Uhtred. So he's going to kill you. Um, so maybe you should, you know, if you don't want to die. You should kill him. Yeah. And um, Ethelwald is like, it's like, huh? You know, you're not, you're not wrong. But anyway, but we get we cut scene to um, back to the nunnery, and Heston arrives. I think this is the best Viking scene from the season, or the best Dane scene. Uh, yeah, because the- we get we get some good Dane humor that At was least- it was very frequent in seasons. Um, one, one and two, yeah. especially one, and yeah, season two too with Siegfried and Eric. And yeah, once Siegfried Martin. and Eric came in, yeah, their scenes there was a lot of that classic Dane humor. I feel like we don't get that as much this season. Bloodhair doesn't. Bloodhair and Canute don't have a lot of, you know, they don't crack a lot of wise. Yeah, you know? Ragnar has some funny moments, especially like with the tug of war and stuff. You know? Yeah, but um, 
overall, Blood Hair is not very funny. Not a fun um, guy. He's really yeah, obsessed. He's very with serious. Blood. Obsessed with blood. Obsessed with Skade. Yeah. He's just freaking out the whole time when he doesn't have Skade. Yeah. What's she? What's she doing right now? Oh my god! Our joint Instagram account. <laughs> so here's a funny scene. <laughs> They've got two or two or three men in front with knives to their throat, and they, you know, like give us Ethel Flood. We want Ethel Flood. Give us Ethel Flood and. Utrid's inside. They hear it. We're like, okay, you need to go to the, the, the main nun, right? The abbess, right? Yeah. Like, you need to go out there and just tell them she's not here because we can't, they can't know that we're here, you know? Like, so they you need know. to go. Right. They don't know. They think, they think Ethel Flood's here. And so this nun doesn't want to do it, but they, they pretty much force her to go out there. Well, she, she ends up does like taking charge though. She does. She because, does. uh, Ethel Fled's like her servant, the one that who gave like Bianca the note. She's like, I'll go. Out. And she's like, no, I should go. I'm, this is my house. Like I should do it. You know, like she, she does. She ravens up to go out there. Yeah. I wouldn't go out there, man. I wouldn't be going out there. Let's have a shield wall with me. Yeah. So she goes and they go out. <laughs> And by the way, Heston's been yelling Ethel Fled a bunch. A saying bunch. we want Ethel Fled. He's been very clear. He's been very concise with his words. There's been no misconstruing it for an Ethel Red or an Ethel Wald, which is very easy to do. It's easy to do. <laughs> but you can tell he's saying Ethel Fled. And so she goes out there and she's like, what do you want? And he's just like, he just like takes a second. He like looks at his men. Are you serious? He's like, Ethel Fled, Ethel Fled. Ethel Fled, Ethel Fled. How many times do I have to say it? It's hilarious. It is. So. And then she continues. She's yeah. she she's like because they had like killed another hostage. Then they had one more left, and she's freaking out. She's like, "There's no Ethel Fled here." Yeah, yeah. They're, and they're like, "I don't believe you," or something. And so they kill the last hostage. And, and then, then she asks again. She's like, "What do you got?" She's like, goes on. What do you want? And he's just like. Dagfin. And Dagfin goes, Ethel fled. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. Just just turns to him and he's Ethel fled. Because he's not saying it anymore. <laughs> you know? Know. He said it a million times. And um We we do not do it. You have to watch it. it, it you gotta it watch really it. It's it's hilarious. And then it's not over. The scene's not even over yet. Oh, it's yeah, not even yeah. done. Because she's like She's going to sell this thing. She is determined to sell this thing. She's like, I'm going to grab an axe and maybe then they'll believe. <laughs> she goes, she barely is able to pick up this axe that's like in a log. And, and just instinctively, Dagfin just takes a spear, javelin toss, perfect, and just right through the chest. And, <laughs> as, and as soon as she picks it up, he instantly gets her. Just instantly she's, down. She's thirty yards away. <laughs> he does it as if she's like, like about to pull the trigger like, or something. Like, <laughs> and Heston goes to him and sighs. Could you have not just have taken the axe from her? <laughs> Cracked us up. Is Dagfin too? I thought Dagfin used to be part of Uhtred's crew. I thought it was him and Citric no. that went into Kjartan's. No, I think Dag... I don't think so. Or no, no, I'm thinking, not Kjartan, sorry. When Citric went and infiltrated Bianfilat with uh, Siegfried and Eric. 
I thought because I thought he took another Dane because that other Dane like came back to Utreds with the news and that's where Clappa knocked over Finn in because I, I saw this guy coming. I don't think that was Dagfin, was it? I don't know. It, I thought it looked like him. I don't know. Well, that's so, why all the Danes look alike. So I mean, yeah, yeah. Scandinavians, you know. <laughs> but it was, that was a great, great Dane scene. It like it mixes the humor and the violence, and you know, like I just didn't get enough of that this season. You know what I mean? It was a little I, less this season, but it was that was a good one. That was, was a really a good, good one. one. Yeah. So then they they're just like, we gotta attack this nunnery guy. Go in. Well, as soon as they open the doors, because they're not expecting yeah. Utrecht and gang to be there. As soon as they open yeah. the doors, they're met by bunch of spears and arrows and they're just thinking yeah. nuns are in here and ethel yeah, and utrid and the boys are there so and they just start wrecking and they're like run away run away run away <laughs> and so then later you know they, they go out and they're gonna wait this out they're like we're not leaving without ethel flood mm. and they do like a really cool shield uh like dome for utrid yeah and like they like they like open it a little bit for utrid's head so he can see. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, and they, they show so. Skade and they're like, we'll trade you Skade for Ethelfled. You can take Skade back and yep. let us go. So then Skade's like... Which is a like fair these. trade. Yeah, fair trade. Fair trade. Danes, Danes think she's hot, so they, they want her. And so they're like, all right, fine. And then Skade on her way out, she's like, I'm going to curse you again, man. Utred, bad things are going to happen to you again because of this. And he's like, oh, fine. And so she leaves then with them and they're able to go. And then this ends, as you already described, with Aethelwald then actually acting on that fear that Ragnar might kill him. Yes. And actually when Ragnar was going in to uh, do the horizontal tango with his side chick, he did like give like a sideways look look at Aethelwald on the way there. Like, oh yeah, he's been mad at Aethelwald. Yeah, yeah. And he, because and like you said, Canute told him like you have to do it tonight. He's like, tomorrow yeah. Ragnar is gonna be a new man. Like we're gonna be marching into battle. He's gonna be a different man at this point. Like he's gonna want to like clean house. Like you've got to do it now. So like you said, Canute's he goes a bad dude, man. He is. So, that's his cousin. That's his yeah. cousin. So Ethelwald like pretends to get drunk. Or maybe he probably does drink a little bit to get, <laughs> get yeah. the, but over the nerves for what he's about to do. Yeah. He, but he, he goes a little stealth clear. mode. Yeah, he, but he like, tells everyone, yeah. he's like, I'm going to bed. God. Yeah. I'm definitely not going to kill our leader right now. <laughs> there will be no mutiny tonight. <laughs> no murder or mutiny. I'm just going to dreamland. <laughs> I don't know why you'd think that I would go kill anybody tonight. <laughs> and then he goes stealth mode. And he, when he starts stepping into the tent, this, this tension music, this droning, like music starts playing in the show. And you just know something is about to happen. Now we talked about this with Harry before about how there was a moment in season one where Ethelwald was going to kill Alfred, and he took the knife out, and something in Elthewald made him put it back in. And Harry's response to that when we talked to him was that Ethelwald, like, taking on a king role in Wessex is, like, I mean, is it, is it as good as it sounds, pretty much? You know? Mm. It's like, you have to fight Danes. at the time of that event, you know what I mean? Yeah. 
Especially so, during the, his current circumstances there, yeah. Right. But now, you know, Ethelwald's different now. And we're not sure yet, though. We're not sure. Is he actually going to go through with this? Because we've seen him not go through with it before. Mm-hmm. And I think, I still think he had thoughts in his head of not doing it. Because it seemed like he's in there, he's got a knife. Oops. He's got a knife, and he... The, the girl starts waking up because he's like standing there like scared for a second. And as soon as she starts waking up, he's like, oh, crap. I better <laughs> like, it's like a panicked, like almost like I got to I got to do it. Um, and so. Yeah. Yeah. And then he he turns the den on Ragnar, like you said, stabs him a bunch, takes the sword. He makes the scene. Ragnar's like, like awake. Look. Yeah. Because he stabbed him like in the neck first. And he just like and oh. Harry McIntyre just killing it in this scene. Like, like he is like, he's not doing this like a, like a warrior. Like he's like freaking out. He's like, "Ah, ah," you know, Mm -hmm. and um, Ragnar knows he's dead. And he reaches toward the sword. Ethelwald snags it, you know, and then you were saying you thought he did this because he didn't want Ragnar defending himself is what I I think you thought it was. Well, I, I said that at first. I was like, I was like, was that why? But then I realized, I forgot that he actually used a sword for to try to make it look like the girl yeah. did it. Yeah. I, so the first time I saw it, though, like my first thought was like, like he intentionally did that so he can get the Valhalla. Like he saw him but reaching here's the for thing. it. I think Ethelwald knows all that stuff. I don't yeah. think he's oblivious to that fact. No, I don't think he's oblivious to it. But I, I so. still, I, I do think his, the reason he did it, though, was not to spite him from Valhalla, but it was to, you know, either protect himself or like you said, he was just trying to make sure he had all the tools to, to stage the murder here. Yeah. Stage the crime scene. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. So that was just, just a terrible end to the episode. Like you said, we lose another character, man. Like this is like I was saying before, this is one of the reasons when I was first saw this season, why it was, I would have ranked it my least favorite because now here we go. We're losing another iconic character. Uh, one of my favorite characters too. Yeah. Uh, we lost Gisla. Now we're losing Ragnar. And so it was really tough. But now that I, I have seen it and I've been through it, this murder actually helps bring on another great character moment um, between Uhtred and Brita actually later on. And so, I mean, it, it does kind of earn its its place then because of that. And yeah. I think in Harry did tell us too that in the books, Ragnar dies, but it's it's off screen. Yeah. You don't see what happens. They just kind of mention in passing that, you know, he got old and fat and died somehow. Yeah. And so, I mean, this this way he is like a part of the story then. Yeah. You know, and... Yeah, I still wish he didn't die, though. Obviously, I, I get in the books he died, so they, they might as well come off here, and they might as well give him a good, you know, reason to die off as far as story goes. But yeah, I was Stinks pretty. Though. He's an awesome character because <laughs> he just got revenge on yeah. Carton. He just got done home. Yeah, I think a good, you know, a good amount of time went by after that. We know there was three years, and yeah, was, you know, but um, but still, it was like. Him and Uhtred hadn't resolved their... That, that's what got me, is they hadn't resolved their thing. 
I wouldn't have minded him dying in battle when like him and Uhtred were on good terms or something. You know what I mean? I mean, I right. still would have been sad, obviously. Right. But this way, him getting murdered, it, it is, like I said, it's kind of conflicting me how I feel about it. You know? Um, yeah. We do get some great scenes because of it. And it really puts on a pivotal point of another mission Uhtred has to do for the rest then and a great finale yeah. to the show. Um, because of it good shows have to have parts like that you know they got to have parts that you don't like unfortunately yeah so what was your what was your bro moment from this episode best bro moment was when utred was fighting during you know the beginning of the fight with blood hair and during the fight it becomes okay that they all treat utred unfavorably you know the the crowd is like yeah. pushing him when they come next when he comes next to them. At one point, he, I think he stumbles and they like take his sword away before he can grab it. And yeah. uh, and so this one guy is holding his sword then in the crowd, and Finnan sees this and he's he's not having it. He's not gonna just sit there and let this happen. He yeah. instantly goes over to the dude, headbutts him, gets the sword, gives it back to Utred during the fight. Who Utred too was like fighting with two shields at this point and just being real sweet and yeah. um and he gets it back to Utrid. and then he starts like acting like his his uh coach in the corner of a fight in the ring you know what i mean he's like yeah, go awesome. for his legs Utrid. go for his shoulder and like <laughs> and like just it's a great bro right there during the, the whole yeah. time he's during the fight uh it was, it was a great moment that's, that's gotta be mine too i think that's like the only one from this one there's not a lot of bro moments overall in this one no not a lot of bro so, that's got to be mine too you know you have a best moment your favorite moment. i think I, I love the scene i love the scene with with heston and um and ethel fled and, and then when utrid arrived on the rafters and stuff like the whole <laughs> yeah. the whole sequence there was awesome was yeah great. I'm, I'm gonna have to say the same thing as Heston when he's like ethel fled ethel fled ethel fled and then Utrid up in the rafters just like some classic Utrid humor like when he was doing the bones with Hild with the the skeleton face you know what I mean like yeah. it's just an Utrid a weird kooky thing that like a, a pious yeah, person wouldn't do but Utrid would do Utrid would do absolutely so yeah what our plan is going to be is we're going to release this one with four episodes and we're going to do two more um, podcasts each one's going to have the three episodes, so it'll probably be a little bit shorter. Um, but that way, another reason we want to do that is there's a moment in, in the next two episodes that if we had done five today, they would have been split up, this moment. It's kind of one moment, but they, there's a cliffhanger, and it's the, the next episode after it starts with the same moment. Yes. And we kind of want to do that together, so there's another reason why we're, we're splitting this one up. Check out our episodes on podcast and YouTube, any iTunes, Spotify, yep. all that. We're all, we should be on everything now, guys. Yep. We've really appreciated all the positive feedback we've got. Yeah, thank you for listening. Please, yeah, thank you for listening. It's been great. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really nice uh, hearing all the things you guys have said. Um, we're, we're, and join the discussion. We want to hear what other people think too. If you're listening to this and um, first of all, if we say anything wrong, especially some, some of the historical facts we bring into it, we want to get it right. So feel free to reach out to us and, and correct us and we'll next episode correct it. Um, and also just join the discussion. We want to hear what people think of the show. We want to hear different 
theories about what's going to happen or perspectives or the intricacies. We want to hear it. Yeah. There's definitely a, a fan base for the show. It doesn't feel as mainstream as even Vikings, which uh, I wouldn't even say is as mainstream as a lot of other shows. Yeah. So we really like being able to hear things, engage, and, uh, you know, one of the reasons we started this was to get some things out on The Last Kingdom. So if you guys out there don't, like Colby's saying, engage in the conversation with us because that's what we want. That's why we, we pretty much it. started this. And check out the rest of our videos on our channel, The Screen Chronicles. Destiny, Destiny is all. Oh, oh.